Hello and welcome to Hey, I Loved That Movie, the podcast where we re-watch the films we loved when we were younger to see if they still hold up. I'm Dan. I'm Michael. And I'm Matt. And this week we watched the 2005 musical version of The Producers. I'm glad we watched the right one. I didn't realise the 60s one wasn't a musical until it yeah. was a musical. Yeah. I think the way it goes is there was the 60s version, and then from that, Mel Brooks made the stage musical. Yeah. And then from that, he adapted this film. Uh, which... And then cast it perfectly. And then cast it perfectly. It yes. So well casted. This film, like, I'm not normally the biggest fan of musicals mainly because normally they're really fucking depressing mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. but this was this was on like the happy fun scale of musicals so i actually really it, enjoyed yeah, this it sure is. yeah yeah th- this is in my opinion the perfect film uh, you know musical to film adaptation yeah it's the best way to do it it's the ultimate way to do it because they just kind of took what they did on stage and did mm. it exactly the same it's got that yeah they know exactly when to set things in actual places they know exactly when to set things on a st- on a sound stage yeah. with big sets yeah uh the casting is pitch perfect a uh, thousand percent like it, uh, the this one's so good performances are all at 300 percent constantly yeah. Because no one is giving less than yeah. 250%. Well, because normally like that's how much you need to give on stage for the people at the back of the room to see. Yes, it. exactly. But they're doing it in close. Right. Yeah. So it feels like they are like right screaming at you all the time. Mm. And it's great. That's what it, that film. This, that's what this film does. It yells at you yeah. for two hours, and, yeah. it's, and it's a glorious. Because even when they're just talking like normal people, they are projecting like mm. the camp, like the mic guy is on the other side of the room. Yeah, and the faces <laughs> are going like fucking yeah, the yeah, muscles. Oh, it's so good, and yeah, like every other musical tones it down for the film. Because they're like, the camera's closer, we don't have to worry. This film went, no, I want the camera, I want the people next door to the people watching this in their homes to, to know what the people are watching. <laughs> yeah. You you perform to the person in the next room for this film. I, I, I love it. I love this film so much. Yeah, yeah I, I have... I, I have no critical objectivity when it comes to this movie. No. There are things that we can talk about, and yeah. we probably will down the line. But up top... For me, I fucking love this film. Had you, had you watched it when it came out then? Oh, and have what, what's your sort of, yeah, what's film? your like nostalgia? Oh, uh, yeah, I used to watch this film like a lot. <laughs> that says so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I it was it's at the point where I, I hadn't seen this film for years and I put it on and I can still I could still sing all the songs, yeah, and did. I watched this with a good friend of mine and. Uh, they were annoyed. Sure. <laughs> I watched, yeah, I, I watched that. I, we never owned a copy, but I we well, no, would we rent it from you know the independent <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, video store as often as I could. Yeah, if you um, weren't allowed to watch Mouse Hunt, I can't imagine this was. <laughs> no, this is oh, fine yeah. because it's just you know, it, yeah, <laughs> it's, there's no, you know, it's happy and. Yeah. I don't think my you know mum ever really stuck around to like watch it. She just wandered <laughs> through. I was going, oh, this seems musical and good. She just I, missed I remember... all the bits. She yeah, just I... missed the important bits. Yeah, <laughs> I remember at one point I was sticking around for like five minutes. I think it was uh, and going, oh, this seems it's very gay, isn't it? Ah, <laughs> isn't that particular scene? <laughs> 
Well, the thing because it's all incredibly gay. Oh, yeah, no, like, there is obviously the the scene with the with with the ludicrous stereotypes. Yeah, but it's There's... all very gay, and all the better for it. It's the campest film I think I've ever seen. Yeah, and it's great. Yeah, the whole film is just like you say, it's so in your face and just like yeah. everything's at a thousand percent. But mm. so to go through the plot, oh, um, you're gonna so... be strapping. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> Timon is a theatre producer, and Young Simba is an accountant. So... Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Nathan Lane. Her yeah, cast, we're back on the Nathan Lane bus. Cast perfectly. Yes. Uh, like every other character in this game, he is a failed. Well, he was a really good. Music He's a washed producer. up. He's a washed yeah, up yeah. musical producer. Yeah. And he yet, has. He was very successful, and now everything he does is shit. Yeah. Yeah. The opening thing, the opening number, is him. Is his new play Funny Boy, which is a musical version of Hamlet. Yeah. <laughs> which is a very good joke. <laughs> And everyone hates it. And it, it closes the night it opens. It's you know. Yeah. They've even made a special he's, sign he's, for it, so it says opening yeah. night, and they just change it to closing night. He's a joke. Yeah. He's yeah. he used to be a big shot, and now he's a joke. Yeah. So he hires Broderick. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew um, Broderick. He's a Broderick, old bloom. Who is again perfectly cast mm -hmm. um, to be his accountant to essentially work his books. Yeah. yeah. Like he wants him to fix. Yeah, it. he wants him to fiddle the expenses. Yeah. yeah. Whilst he tries really not hard to not have sex with an old lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he's got a load of like yeah, sugar so that's how he funds his. That's <laughs> yeah. that's how he funds his failures of musicals these days. He does it by essentially renting himself out as a gigolo to yeah. old the ladies old, all around, old rich day. old ladies all around New York. Yeah. They're they're living, give him money. As yeah. we learn later, love all in four separate hotels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and all wear the same like. clothes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of whom are. Men. Yes. Yeah. So he tries to not have sex with an old lady, succeeds. Yeah. And then we get to like the main thing of the film, which well, the reason we're going through this quickly is because this is a two hour movie. Yeah. This is a, a long lot movie. of plot. And it's a lot of plot. It's so yeah. much plot. You'd be like, so normally when we talk about two hour movies, it's boring because nothing happens for a while. No, this, this is like a lot of a plot, but also something yeah. isn't happening. It, it's, yeah. it's lots of plot, but also just padded out with the songs as well. So. Yeah. Well, the songs are part of the plot. The songs yeah. are never not needed. Every song no. is... Every fun. song drives the plot forward. Yeah. And that's brilliant. Yeah, it's everything a good musical should be. So yeah, he... Leo and Bialystok, they come up with a scheme or Leo comes up with a scheme where... You can make more money putting on a flop than a hit because if you if a, if a, if a show's a success, you have to pay back your backers. Whereas if a show isn't a success, you nobody cares. So yeah, you can exactly. make as much money as you want. It fails, and then you go, you you disappear, you walk away. Yeah, yeah, because on his last failure, it he had a hundred thousand dollars, and it only cost him ninety eight thousand. So he managed mm. to skim the two grand off the top. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, yeah, because of that, he's like, oh, we could just put as Is much money as we want into it, and then spend what we need and then keep the rest when it's a failure yeah, yeah. and so um, and nathan lane um bialystok is very unscrupulous very dishonest and he's a desperate de guy. desperate, he's desperate. Um, yeah he's desperate and leo has and always, wants... always wanted to be a musical yeah, producer because he's yeah. a banker but he's in... also incredibly <laughs> neurotic and sort of prone to panic attacks. Oh yeah, so he needs his blanket. <laughs> the weirdest interaction of anything ever I've yeah. ever seen in a film. Yeah, because he starts having a panic attack, so he pulls out yeah, this blue blanket that he's blue had since blanket. he was a baby, and, and he's rubbing on his face. Oh, it's so weird. And then Nathan Lane goes to grab it, and he and freaks out. <laughs> Roderick goes spare. Yeah, he starts calling him fat, which is the weirdest scene. 
gets him to stand in a corner. Oh, it's so odd. And then he slaps him. Yeah, and yes. And he's sort of, he's yelling about the things here. I'm hysterical! And then he slaps him. He's like, I'm in pain and I'm still hysterical! And he throws a glass of water on him. He's like, I'm wet and in pain and hysterical. How do I help? Stand over there! But it's a thousand percent. Like, it's, Mm. it's that entire scene is a thousand percent and it's great. So much yelling. So much yelling in like the opening t- 10 minutes, and then the second song, second or third song. There are so many songs in this. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the second big musical number. Yeah, is, uh, uh, is We Can Do It. Where, where, where he... Max tries to convince Leo to go along with the scheme. Yes. And, like chases him through New York, chases him down <laughs> past yeah. uh, Sardis and down into whatever that park is. I don't know, New York landmarks. Yeah. But like um, the main problem Leo has is it's cheating. Like that's it. It's like it's cheating. It's illegal. Um, mm. It's not just cheating. It's incredibly illegal. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also he doesn't think he's got it in him. Yeah. You know, his thing is that he, I'm a coward. I'm a loser. You know, I'm not. I don't. Like, this isn't. This isn't my world. I'm gonna go back to the horribly depressing lawyer's office with John Lovitz. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a good. Which is like just a glorious cameo by John Lovitz. It's yeah. just like incredibly just monotonous and boring. It's so I'm good just... that whole that whole sequence in the bank. It's yeah, so yeah. well staged. So good. It's so like well choreographed and staged and timed because it's just them create like this film does a really cool thing where it creates the beat of the song using using digestive sounds. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it does it a, quite a few times and it's always good. Mm. And then you have the song of what does he call? What does um the boss call himself? Lower accounting. Oh, you're, a, you're a public accountant. I am a CPA. Yeah, you're a PA. I'm a CPA. Yeah. That, I don't know why that listening to him say that was really satisfying. The way he was like, "You're a PA. That means you're a public accountant. You'll never get higher. I'm a CPA." <laughs> it was just such an satisfying like put down. Yeah, <laughs> done. Yeah, again, cast perfectly. You can you couldn't think of anyone else in that role. No. Yeah. So then, and then yeah, he has that big sort of song and dance. <laughs> I want to be a producer. Yeah, and yeah. that sort of makes him realize that actually, yeah, being a banker is not fun. Yeah, well, it makes him it makes him reevaluate his choices, right? Yeah, all done brilliantly. It all looks amazing. Oh, it looks it. amazing. Yeah, the Perfect. set design is brilliant. Yeah. All those sort of huge, like Leo blooms, all sort of in lights and very sort of lots of different layers to like yeah. the staging. You know, yeah. with chorus girls sort of all over the shop. You get like the feeling of this. You get the feeling it doesn't actually happen, but you get the feeling of like theater moving stages yes like whenever they cut between scenes it feels like they've moved the set around they haven't Mm. but you get that same like odd transition-y feeling it's great yeah and it's a very weird like sort of magical realism what is real what isn't sort of way of 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 doing it because you know there's that bit right singing i want to be a producer and all of the chorus girls and sort of the big the dancing that he does and matthew broderick good dancer by the way fucking keeps up with the professionals he's a musical guy like he was in musicals as well but then it cuts back and you get that sort of minor repetition of him of of the i want to be a producer yeah because he's just been doodling he's just been doodling that whole time just on this sketch pad right yeah and And it's not been real yeah but then when he quits and sort of stands up to john lovitz all the chorus girls come out of the cupboards again and suddenly it's real because john lovitz (laughs) gets assaulted by Yep. The by the sh- short ginger chorus girl, yeah, which is one of the odd kind of uh, this is this feels 2005, yeah, yeah, no, it ages <laughs> it. A lot of stuff in this film ages it, yes, exactly. Uh, There's a lot where you're like, this is brilliant, but yeah, it's it's a product of it. Well, I don't even think it's a product of its time, I think it's 
I think it's fine. Like, I, I don't think there's anything because it's taking the piss out of it. Yeah, like, it's, it's taking the piss out of all of that stuff. Speaking of taking the piss out of all of that stuff, they get the rights to the musical Springtime for Hitler. Yes, yeah, well, they're to... looking for that's the scheme, right? They're yeah. looking yeah. for the worst musical of all ever written, the worst director of all time, the worst cast. They want to put on the worst musical ever written and they want to raise two million dollars so that they can make away like bandits. Yeah, yeah. million. So each. they find this neo Nazi musical Springtime for Hitler written by Will Ferrell. Yeah. yeah, he was never. He was never a. He was never a Nazi. He was never yeah. a member of the Nazi party. I was only following all... <laughs> um, which, Even though he I... taught his pigeons to Hitler salute. Yeah, yeah, he's got a pigeon called Adolf that does the <laughs> Nazi salute. Yeah. Uh, see, I can't stand Will Ferrell. One of the I... actors that I can't stand. Will Ferrell is a real sort of flip floppy guy for me. Yeah. In the right part, I'm like he's gen- he's genius, Good. but. Most yeah. of the time, I find him insufferable. See, I don't think he's ever been good for me. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is a f- this is a film that he's best in because he doesn't actively make it worse for me. Yes, yeah. Well, I think he's the least Will Ferrell <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, and him being loud is kind of the point. Yes, and he has Where... a very sort of strong accent. And again, like everybody else, you know, if if, 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 if everyone's at the same level, right? So it feels yeah. sort of more fair. It's fair. more like even. He doesn't stand out as much as just a guy that's screaming. Yeah, they're all screaming at each other. <laughs> yeah, it, it's all just yeah, massively ramped up. Yeah, <laughs> and so they are trying to get him to sign, and he won't sign until they sing the Führer's favorite song, Der Guten Tag Hopklop. Um, <laughs> and then they have to take the Siegfried oath, and yeah. they have to, you know, they put they, on the swastika. They've got the swastika armbands. And then as soon as it transitions to the next scene and they've still got them and on, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so eventually they do. They get the they get the contract signed. Uh, by doing the, the dance. Yeah. By doing the dance and swearing allegiance to Which Hitler. The, yeah. the dance does include a lot of them being slapped in the face slapped by Will Ferrell yeah. and punched yeah. in the balls. Yeah, 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 yeah a lot of business. <laughs> a lot of 2005 comedy in that section. <laughs> yes, certainly. Um, and then it transitions to the best scene after it, like the best scene that can come after that, the only scene that can come after that, Keep it gay. Yeah, where they where go they to go find... to see the director who is yeah. incredible, you know, lives incredibly flamboyant. Yeah, he comes out in this big elaborate he comes dress. Out in this big elaborate gown. Yeah, yeah, and it's great. And they're both like, <laughs> I did it. Where do I look? Which would feel like if it was done with like, because he's never the butt of the joke. No, that's the thing. It's one of those things where I think it really does walk the line. Yeah. And I know that, um, you know, sort of the friend I was watching it with did have a few problems with, with some of the scenes where they were like, it feels like the joke is that they're gay or the joke is that, you know, he's in a dress. Yeah, but it was never like, he was never the but i don't think it was ever done yeah exactly the joke is always look at how ridiculous and sort of heightened this situation is everything yeah every scene and so i think you do you sort of get away with it yeah it it also kind of feel like this the scene before it there the butt of the joke is that he's a nazi yes like the whole thing is like it's ridiculous because he's a nazi and these producers are just sort of nodding and agreeing to essentially kind of ridicule him on stage to make the worst thing ever. Whereas, like, the gay scene feels more like it's like, these people are like this and it's brilliant. Like, they're so happy and just ready to make it. Yes. And it's it's like, yeah, it's full of stereotypes because he, he introduces every single 
member of his team. Like, and then we have the dancer, and then we have this, yeah. and they're all and walking stereo. The lighting designer Shirley Markowitz, which again I feel so bad for laughing at, but I feel like that is a funny joke. Like that, it's a funny. It is a funny joke. It's yeah, a, it's a again f- done with. It's not done with malice. Exactly, it's done with the right kind of attitude, I guess. It's done. It feels like it's done by someone who gets who's not straight. It's done by someone. Yeah. In that community, it feels like the community kind of taking a piss out of itself. Yes, exactly. I think, yeah, I think that's what that was the sense that I got. Yeah, because it wasn't like the because it wasn't the main characters weren't scared or like running away or something. No, exactly. And they were actually they were quite happy to just sort of get get on with it and get into it. (laughs) And Matthew Broderick, you know, sort of eyeing up the uh, guy dressed like the Native American chief. Yeah. Which again. It, very 2005 yeah it felt yeah you know it's again it's it's one of those things that sort of takes you out of it a little bit but like overall the joke isn't that they're gay but the overall joke the joke is not yeah that look at look at how look at how stupid these people stupid are because everyone is are. that level of stupid yeah um and they, they it just meant that they had to go like a step further to be flamboyant like because <laughs> everyone in it is, is at that level the, the flamboyant characters had to be a thousand yeah, because nathan lane and matthew broderick are already incredibly yeah dumb. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the whole thing is gap, and it's great, especially because they're straight up like, "Oh, we need to. Be- we've read it, but it needs to be gayer." Was like yeah. the thing that they said. It's like, "We read it. It needs to be gayer." What does everyone else think? It needs to be gayer. <laughs> <laughs> so they sing. Yeah, um, they have that wonderful line in um in the song "Keep It Gay," where yeah. he goes, "Oedipus won't bomb if he winds up with mum." <laughs> yeah, it's just sort of right. And yeah, they get this director who is. Uh, not a great director, but mm. unbelievably flamboyant. And all of his team, uh, again, with the best joke of the dancer, the joke with the dancer coming downstairs. And then he stands up and he's just got an erection. A huge, <laughs> huge boner, yeah. And they literally jump, uh, like Nathan Lane and Roderick jump <laughs> when he stands up. That was, that's good. That's good comedy. Yes. And yeah. And then oh so much of this film I can't remember what orders it. it yeah, the, the next bit is so they get that and then they go back and they're talking about how great this flop's gonna be and nothing yeah, will so ever the next come between Ula. them. And then Ula yeah. comes in, which Ula. is played by Uma Thurman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, perfectly cast. Perfectly cast. Does anyone remember Ula's full name? Because she says it like Ula Inga Hansen Benson Jonson <laughs> something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just know like, anyone else would know. But yeah, Ula is this Swedish uh, actress slash model, beautiful person. Walks into the room, sings it. If you've got it, flaunt it. Yeah, well, because because earlier in the movie, Nathan Lane heckles a lady getting out of a getting out of a car. Uh, right, he yells down, "If you got it, flaunt it!" And then it turns out that that was Ula. Yeah, and she wrote a song. Yes, <laughs> and again, it's another one of those moments where it's like there there's some magical sort of realism to this world. Yeah. where she plays the piano and then the piano keeps playing yeah. on its own she... and Nathan Lane gives Matthew Broderick a look like, the fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's happening in reality. It's yeah. not yeah. just musical. <laughs> like, that, the piano's still playing in real life. I love that. I think that that makes this film, that sort of, like, every now and then it steps out of reality. Yes. Whatever, it, like, it constructs a reality and then every now and then because steps outside of that its own sort of screaming reality mm. to just go a little bit further yeah i really well, I they think... have yeah and so ula sings this song about not being afraid to be to to, to to show off your assets i guess yeah and it's a good song 
and it's, at some point she's favorite song it's my she favorite sings song. and then she dances and at some she, and she goes but she doesn't really dance right yeah she sort of goes now ula dance and then she shakes her ass for a bit and then just walks around the couch yeah <laughs> and then later on goes you remember how ula danced before yeah. Ula's going to dance again which again solid joke <laughs> and then does i think does a backflip or something like that uh yeah she does some sort of acrobatic stuff yeah, yeah, and, and she's like a foot taller than both Matthew yeah. Broderick and Nathan Lane, <laughs> and they're both immediately in love. Yeah, yes. well, one of them is in love, one of them is horny. Yeah, um, and yeah. they're like, she's hired, and they're like, we don't even have it like fully written out yet. Like, I don't care, <laughs> she's hired. <laughs> she can work as an assistant until she's an actress. Yeah. Well, he asks, he says like, what do you do in the morning? She's like, at five a.m. I wake up and work out for mm. three, two hours, five until six, and then six until seven, I eat breakfast, and then. Yeah, seven till eight, seven I take eight, a long, long shower. shower, and then eventually it gets to eleven o'clock. <laughs> so what do you do? Uh, Julia likes to have sex. Have sex. What time? Coming into eleven, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she vanishes, and, and yeah, magic yeah. the thing, and it's so the thing about this movie is it is one of the horniest movies, yeah, alive, 100%. but also completely sexless. Yeah, because the <laughs> yeah. entire next scene is about Max trying to like. He goes around fucking all the old ladies yeah, to get all their money. Like yeah. Fifty yeah. old ladies to get two million dollars. But yeah. at no point do you ever feel like anyone's actually even close to having sex. No, right? the, no. the only scene that actually seems like it is uh, when Matthew Broderick and Ula are like behind the sofa, and yes. even then you find out they didn't actually because of one of the reveals at the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he wanted them to get married before they had sex. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Nate, well, first of all, uh, Matthew Broderick described for being in love and Nathan Lane goes, it's an erection. <laughs> like, it, it feels like a volcano inside of me of just warmth and heat and fire. He goes, that's an erection. <laughs> uh, in the most... No, I've never heard anyone do an imitation of Nathan Lane. It's such a, he has such a unique voice. Yes. Yeah. Very difficult to do. Yeah. It's brilliant. Uh, and again, like it's one of the reasons he's perfectly cast because it's that like it cuts through everything. Mm. Yeah, uh, and he doesn't have a great voice. No, but it. Uh, but it it works for the it's role. So memorable. Um, yeah, because he can't. He's got. He's perfect because he's got. He's great at slapstick. He's great at plat pratfalls. He's great at yelling. He can sing well enough to get through the songs he needs to get through. Well, he sings with person. He sings in character. Yes. Every yeah. time I've ever seen him perform a song, he sings in character. And this type of the, this type of musical needs that. Like, um, there's a bits where Uma Thurman sings, sings, sings. She doesn't sing as Ula. Yeah. And it kind of like you feel a bit out of it when she, when she belts. It's kind of like okay, mm. that's a singer singing. But then you get the fact of like Ula singing. You're like, cool, it's back in. You do get the great joke before where Ula belts, where she goes, Ula is going to belt now, <laughs> <laughs> and then Ula belts. <laughs> uh, brilliant, brilliant writing that is. Yeah, and then after that scene, Nathan Lane goes and fucks a load of old women. Yeah, he fucks yeah. all the old sure women. Does. That's that's when Ula paints the apartment white, and yeah. her and Matthew yeah. Broderick. But again, have like sex. it's sort of it's set up as this musical number, you know, where yeah. he's yeah. sort of he's getting into character, and he puts on the red suit, and then he just goes and and he conducts this sort of army of old ladies. <laughs> and you get the music again where it, the Zimmer frame makes the beat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that bit, it's that so good. shot, that long shot where he's running along the line of old ladies, grabbing, and every time he grabs a check out of their hands, they sort of fall over. And the Zimmer frame sort of, you know, and it, 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 this long line of old ladies that are just flat on the floor is yeah. incredible choreography. The, the whole, that is the best choreographed scene for me. Yeah. 
that like because it's, it's outside so it's all like a lot of movement and a lot of camera movement and but there's a lot of camera movement but it's never it's always shot whenever they do the musical numbers the camera never stops being from one position yeah it shoots like, flat as if you're watching it on a stage yeah and I, that's a really good strength to this because it never cuts to close-ups mm. or anything it's always shot from one angle as if you're watching it yeah 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 as an audience and that's brilliant because that's what makes it feel like a musical. That's what that's what makes it feel less of a film and more of a musical. It it just so happens that they're screaming at you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he gets his he gets his two million, and he yeah. when he do, and he does the little bit where you know he gives it a little kiss and he's like, no one knows what I had to do to make you because <laughs> <laughs> it was a nose <laughs> to yeah. fuck every old lady in New York. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and then Ula paints the house. The office. office completely white. Yes. Yeah. Because she described decided to skip sex. Yeah. <laughs> very, very <disappointed. laughs> and is that is that when Ula and Bloom get together? Yes, it is because he throws out his blanket in in that. Scene yes, as well. because yeah. they do they do um that face right, and they have a nice little ballroom dance in the white office. Yeah. And then they kiss, and he drops the blue blanket into the trash yeah it's a really nice scene that actually like i I really like the lighting in that because as they're dancing like the the office is like being lit by what looks like stage lights so it's going like blue and all different colors yeah it was really nice Mm. it's a lovely little scene Uh, and then yeah we have to can we cut to the hitler audition yes the auditions for hitler it's just a bunch of mental old men trying to like audition for hitler yeah (laughs) and it's terrifying yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they need so they they need someone who's not a short, stumpy, weird man, but they want someone powerful. And so Will Ferrell ends up getting the part because he's like, yes, "No, do yes, it like this." Yeah, he's like, "Hard as Deutsche Band." Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he so yeah, throughout the film, Will Ferrell was like, "The the deal is you can't make a joke out of Hitler." Yeah, yeah. you can't like, dishonor. That's part of the Siegfried Oath, right? Yeah, you can't never, never, Hitler. never. Yeah. Dishonor the spirit and the memory of Adolf Elizabeth Hitler. <laughs> Elizabeth. Yeah, because she was descended from a long line of English Kavines. Yeah. With with this film, do you reckon like so America doesn't have like that much of a negative well, it has a negative connection to the Nazis, literally mm. everywhere does from that era, like historically. Yeah. But I don't think this film would work in, in England, being made in England, because there is such a like historical thing there. Like that, it needs that level of disconnection that is in America. I don't know. It's an interesting question because obviously it's a satire written yeah. by a Jewish person. Yeah. Well, yeah no, who it's fully, arguably it's fully have the biggest sort of connection. No, no, yeah, yeah. But it needs that, like. Uh, you think it needs that sort of little bit of detachment? Yeah, in that sort of setting. If it was set in England, if it was set in England, it would be completely different. Yes. It yeah. Could, there's that, like. Yeah, because America wasn't blitzed by the Nazis. Yeah. Whereas London very much was. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like it... the, the sort of there is a level of not far connection. I'm not saying like America doesn't have a history with Nazis because America has a fucking long history with Nazis. Um, <laughs> But there is that like level of of disconnect. In the same way that it wouldn't work in like France. Sure. Yes, yeah. Like yeah. It, it, there isn't that thing. I was just yeah. That was just a thought that came to me. It's because, an interesting thought. But yeah, the, yeah, the dance song and dance about Hitler because you're not allowed to dishonor him. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is great because it's again great when they say you're not allowed to dishonor him straight into make it gay. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant to prove that they are just laughing at the Nazis. Yep. Because um, then then it's opening night. They're all ready ready for the show. And they yeah. keep saying good luck to each other because it's bad luck. I'd like to say good luck on opening night. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
is again it's a great song because Broderick is being taught not to say good luck. Yeah. And it's intercut and with Nathan Lane saying good luck and moving <laughs> like luck. the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> My so favorite bit is when he moves the ladder and then he swings the cat around and chucks it through the ladder. <laughs> yeah. He smashes the <laughs> mirror as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then immediately Will Ferrell breaks his leg. Breaks kind his of leg. like yeah. his scenes in Austin Powers where off screen yeah. you hear him breaking his legs. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Break <laughs> a leg. I block my leg. <laughs> he falls down says, Very okay, funny. I broke my leg. <laughs> so they end up getting Roger. The direct, so the yeah, very Roger, director the, the, to the very flamboyant director <laughs> yeah. has to be Hitler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then we we have springtime for Hitler. And then, then we, we have Hitler. John Barrowman. John yes. Barrowman, who I thought was in this mall. Yeah, I thought he had a big part in this, but no, he was just a very Aryan man. He was yeah. the Aryan guy. He looked really weird really with blonde hair. I'm he too does used look to weird him with blonde as, hair. I'm used to him as Captain yeah. Jack Harkness. I've not really seen him in anything else. Mm. So. He doesn't have blonde hair in a lot of other stuff. <laughs> yeah, the musical. And I think in the stage show, you get to see a lot more of the musical. Yeah. I'm not sure. I've never seen. Yeah, because you don't uh, see that much of it. But no, like you as, see like the opening number, yeah. and then you see the end. I think maybe. Yeah, because yeah. as as the opening number's starting, they're like they're watching it, and all the people are starting to get pissed off and starting to leave. So yes. the the two main characters, the producers, are like, "Oh, we're gonna get out of here before they try and kill us." And so they yeah. miss the bit where when Hitler comes out and it becomes a lot gayer. All yeah. the audience start laughing because they're like, "Oh, this is satire." Now, really yeah. <laughs> now we're laughing at Hitler, <laughs> like. Mm. Something I really, really appreciate and love about the, and I think shows how well written it is, is when they do Springtime for Hitler. It's an, it's the opening number to the the musical. It's an opening number. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like an opening number to the film because it's near the end of the film. <laughs> it does. There's no like weird energy to it. That it feel it fits really well. Yeah, yes. It suits as like a middle perfectly. song, and it's got such like just how insanely over the top they go with the Nazi stuff makes it even better. Like having the choreography where they're dancing in a swastika line yeah. is yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have the, 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 the huge costumes that the chorus girls are wearing yeah. with like a pretzel and a yeah. big sausage hats. And they're wearing like... And they're coming they're... out in like dressed as tanks. And then they have and... the whole goose stepping bit and they're all wearing the massive leather boots and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a huge production of people taking the piss out of the Nazis. Yeah. And it's great. great. Yeah. And again, it's one of those things where you sort of go, oh, is this a little bit like, is the, you know, it's the reason that it starts being funny because it's a gay Hitler. And is there, is that a little bit, I'm not, I'm honestly not sure. I think it's because he'd have hated that so much. Yeah, absolutely. Which makes it better. (laughs) Yeah. 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 yeah, He would have hated it being portrayed as a very camp person for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I think there is something that's slightly uncomfortable about it becomes funny because Roger is. I think it's. Being a stereotypical gay person. I think it's funny because Hitler's gay, not funny because Roger is gay. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I, I think what makes that okay, what bridges that into like, this is funny because it's taking the piss out of Hitler not because he's backed and gay, is the actual Nazi in the film is upset about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He is, yeah. He is aware. He is, he's not upset that Hitler was in the film. He's upset that they made Hitler camp a fabulous gay man. Like, they made him that kind of over-the-top character. He's sure. upset because it's not respecting Hitler enough. So you're like, it doesn't fucking matter then. Because at no point does it present being gay as bad. As bad, no, exactly. It presents being a Nazi as bad. Yes, and that's <laughs> you important. can't argue with. <laughs> <laughs>
or shouldn't at the very least he shouldn't. He yeah because yeah, when when uh when he goes in after after it's a success and he goes in to try and kill them and he's like you made a fall out of hitler and they're like we didn't he didn't need, he our, didn't help. need our help, <laughs> yeah. Our help. Yeah. yeah and then immediately after that you get another amazing line when the police are coming in and he's like quick darling back in the closet yeah and they <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and out of all of them i think it's as well it's good it's franz liebkin is the most sort of like ineffective uh, you know his 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 show is completely not how he wanted it to be. He can't shoot anybody. He has two broken legs. <laughs> he even tries to shoot himself. And he like, yeah, and he yeah. throws Leap the gun down of a fires. person. Yeah. And you know, I mean, he gets a happy ending, which yeah, again, yeah, slightly odd, but yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, 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 if anyone's the butt of the joke, it's always it's always him. Frank, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. from this, they, they well, Bialystok gets arrested, but Leo and Ula manage to, like, get away because Leo's yeah, hiding because behind Bialystok the door. Yeah, has been caught yeah. on yeah. the door or with, like, a coat. Yeah. So so he ends up going to going to prison and does a little recap of the Ooh. entire movie yeah, so Yeah, he just far. does the whole plot <laughs> in case we've forgotten. And I love it. You've missed another... I mean, it's two hours long. You might have forgotten. Um, <laughs> He missed another bit where when the Nazi breaks in and is like preparing to shoot people, he said, uh, Nathan Lane says, go and shoot the actors. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like, you can't shoot the actors, they're people. And the best response, which is, have you had dinner with them? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. Have you ever had dinner with an actor? Yeah, because he, he just wants to get away with all of his money. But he yeah. said he gets arrested and Leo and Ula get, get all $2 million. Yeah, and go to Rio. And go to Rio. <laughs> and then, yeah, then he recaps the movie. He's like, yeah, which he, is... he's like my life's flashing before my eyes. He's like, wait, I've not even life. done that. This yeah. is somebody else's <laughs> life. <laughs> Leo's taken everything from me, even my past. <laughs> it's such a good song. Uh, yeah. that's my, I think Betrayed is my favourite in the film. Yeah, it's it's uh it's because it tells you the whole film. <laughs> yeah, whole because film. it is the whole film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice, nice sort of wrap up, and then uh, we, yeah, he ends up in court, and then Leo comes in. He's like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, I was in Rio." And yeah, he's and they, just like... they make that huge sort of like bombastic Latin music playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> entrance, and they both got like matching suit and dress on, really yeah. tanned, really <laughs> like... tanned. <laughs> they yeah, they sort of speak on his behalf. Yeah. Yeah, and they sing that sort of really quite touching song and, uh, that ends with them still all going to prison. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where it's like, but it's you know, it genuinely is like, oh, we were two sort of misfits who yeah, you friends. know didn't have any. Yeah, and 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 but now we've we found each other. Yeah, and that's it's really nice. And then the <laughs> judge goes, I hate to break up such a beautiful friendship, <laughs> yeah. so I won't. You're both going to fucking prison. <laughs> yeah, sing sing prison for five years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and then... they're still running the scam in prison. Yeah, yeah. Just written Bro a new show. <laughs> Roger gets his dream of becoming a music pro musical producer. Yeah. yeah, like he does it, and he does exactly what Lane is doing in the beginning. Yeah, he becomes. There is no arc for these people. Their no, no, they learn nothing. <laughs> they learn. But, yeah, they but learn nothing. At the end, they're successful anyway. Yeah, they're yeah. successful because they're like, yeah, they they start making money to put on the play prisoners of love in prison but they manage to get more money than they need and they're like keep going keep going yeah yeah is that how much have you sold 600 percent oh keep, keep going <laughs> yeah uh yeah and so and then they get out they get let out for good behavior or yeah, whatever be, he says be, it's because they've bought 
joy and singing and dancing to the prisoners and they've yeah them joy. There's, there's a beautiful there's a fantastic <laughs> joke where they're doing where they're doing the rehearsal and they're singing the prisoners of love and nathan lane goes just the murderers <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's like no knife fights during rehearsals guys <laughs> yeah and then it sort of seamlessly transitions into prisoners of love on broadway yes this yeah. massive like stage production yeah you sort of cut to leo and max and leo uh it's been a running theme that Leo wants to wear Max's second hat and Max won't let him until he's put on a play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a producer's hat. <laughs> and so in the end, Max gives him the hat gives and him he puts hat. it on and they sing a little recap. I, yeah. I loved all the um, like extra plays that were coming up that yes. they were putting on like a streetcar named Desire on Ice. Yeah. <laughs> and again, that's a really nice because it comes up with sort of the CGI yeah, name like... of the play and then it flies onto the billboard. Yes. That, and it's on, on the all the street. Yeah. And it lights up. And you get, yeah, that sort of pan away drone shot. Probably not a drone in 2005, but <laughs> probably that CGI, sort of pan away sort of... aerial shot of Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, the actual production of this movie was amazing. It was like, yeah, yeah. so yeah. good. I'm surprised we've managed to get through all the plot in, in this We time. skipped a we've lot. We've skipped a lot. Like, we could have gone into a lot more detail for, like, yeah. every song. Well, we mm. can't because it's good. Like, what do you say about this song? It's good. Yeah. yeah exactly. The only thing it's is, is, like, all good. Yeah. The only thing you can really talk about is like is is does it make gay being gay the butt of the joke? Not really. Not no, really. It yeah. makes being a Nazi the butt of the joke. Which yeah. Good. <laughs> does it heroize Nazis? No, they're no. the idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like there's one of them and he's an idiot and he's played by Will Farrell. <laughs> he's got a load of pigeons. <laughs> he's got a load of pigeons and one of them does a Nazi thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I guess out of ten, if you were going to rate it, how many pigeons doing a Nazi salute would you? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, man. I, I'd probably give this eight out of ten slaps in the face. Mm-hmm. Because the amount of characters that get slapped in the face throughout this, but like, yeah, all the songs were great. The production was great. Every single character was like perfectly yeah. done. I just, oh, I really, really enjoyed this film. Yeah, I genuinely like. I do my, I you know, did my best to sort of approach it with like a critical eye and make notes and so on. But it's such a joyful film for me. I will never be able to look at it with any sort of objectivity at all. Yeah, you get it just is, you you get the uh, the nostalgia goggles that it's a that yeah come it's on. a delight for me. Yeah. It is ten dresses that make you look like the Chrysler Building out of ten. <laughs> yeah, see, I I came into it being like, I want to see if this film is offensive. Because I'd, mm. I'd seen it before. I like vaguely remember it. No, I don't have that much nostalgia for it. But I was like, I know what this film's about. And that can go very, very badly. Didn't. <laughs> it's like, it hits all the right notes. It does. It sells like just the perfect amount of camp. It never makes the wrong people the butt of the joke. It's It's a really good example of how to tell like quote-unquote offensive comedy yeah like how to do edgy stuff is watch the producers yes yeah that's how you tell edgy humor yeah because it's it's never punching down at people and it's no. never it's never the characters that aren't gay that are making jokes about the gay people and yeah. stuff like that as well yeah it's and all, it's never done yeah. with like malicious intent yeah yeah well or even like mean-spirited right there's no mean-spirited joke in this entire thing yeah Except, except maybe the Nazis one expense. with the except maybe the chorus goal one in the in the in the yeah. banking scene, which, yeah. eh. but you know, for two thousand and five, uh, fucking hell. <laughs> I yeah, I read a thing where someone said I was reading like a review before I watched it just to be. I wonder what people are saying. Yeah. Um. Whilst like the opening was happening, and I, this person said, 
it's like a both a parody and a loving tribute to musicals. Yes. yes. And by the end of it, like, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. how you sum up the producers. It's a parody, but it's also like it loves what it's doing. Mm. And it's great. But yeah, if I didn't say it, then nine out of ten. Nine make it gaze out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing, right? You have to you sort of look at it and you go, Well, what's wrong with it? Yeah. And what could be wrong with it is that you just don't like the style of it, right? Yeah, that's you don't kind of... vibe with that very, very over the top screaming in your face, thousand percent in your face style. If you don't like that kind of musical, then it's not for you. But in terms of what it sets out to do, what does it do wrong? And I don't. The answer is nothing. I don't yeah, think exactly. If you, if for you, what it is, it's a perfect film. If you prefer your musicals being about a bunch of sad French people, then it's not for you. <laughs> God, I can't believe you talk about Greece like that. <laughs> <laughs> and also, yeah, and there's a there's a bunch of non-musical theatre people in there, a bunch of regular mm. actors, and they all do a good job. There's yeah. no, there's not a Gerard Butler among them. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there was uh. no need for that. <laughs> Wait, was Gerard Butler in? I thought it was Russell Crowe that's in. Memory. Russell What's... Crowe as well, but Jerry Butler does Phantom of the Opera very badly. Oh, he's in Phantom. Oh, okay, fair enough. He I was is also the thinking Phantom. of, what's the other bad Tectular one? Phantom. Who's the bad one in Mamma Mia? Uh, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. He's Any not bad. Them? He's Anyone not bad. How dare you? <laughs> He's not bad. How dare you? That film is also perfect. <laughs> that film is also perfect. Okay, I yeah, will, I'll, second yeah. one. Also, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could go through the entire cast of Cats apart from one of them, which James is... Corden, of course, the yeah. world's best <laughs> actor. Yeah, everyone's favorite man, James Corden. <laughs> everyone's favorite everyone's man, James favorite Corden. Favorite guy, James Corden. The most common film mistake people make is they put James Corden in their film. Yeah. yeah. If James yeah. Corden was in this, if this was made now and they put James they Corden in their Alex role... They absolutely would as well. Yeah. James I... Corden would be Nathan Lane's character. Nathan Lane. Yes. Yeah. It'd be bad. It would It'd suck. Be, it would so be bad. fucking awful. It would oh, get... Well, how... We have... Okay, so we have the best cast of this film is the film that was made. Yeah. Yes. What's our worst cast? Who can we put in it that's just like, would just kill the film? Well, I mean, obviously, Ricky, yeah, James Corden as... James Corden. Ricky Gervais as the accountant. Because Ricky Gervais oh, also... Ricky, Ricky Gervais and James Corden are maybe the... The worst combination. The I worst people of. alive. Yeah. Yeah, but does he fit... Does Does... Ricky Gervais fit the character, though. I no. don't think he, he, can, really he can be the Nazi, because, I don't know. No, he'd enjoy that too much. I don't think he even really fits... I don't think no. Ricky Gervais really fits anywhere in the movie. No. no. That's how bad he is. <laughs> well, he'd fit as Nathan Lane's character. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. But that's about the only... But Rick, but James Corden would be far worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, but the accountant... Let's just get a real accountant, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Because you can have good actors, but they wouldn't fit the role. Yeah, you mm. need you need the bad actors. Wouldn't well, yeah? Well, no, because you could put like mm. genuinely quite entertaining actors. Like you could put, say, Ryan Reynolds in that role. Yeah. Oh yeah. He'd do it I right. think that would that might be like one of those ones where you're like, that's bad. Bad. Exactly. But, yeah. But I'm sure he'd like act it fine, and he'd yeah. be mm. funny. But, you, but it would be bad. Would, yeah. I, I bad. reckon in that case, Ryan Gosling would be pretty good as the accountant character. Yeah. Yeah. No, Ryan Gosling would work. Yeah. <laughs> it, especially if they made it now, because they'd be like, we need someone. Like he needs to be. Oh god, it would be Chris man. Pratt, wouldn't it? I would be Chris Pratt. He'd it would be, be James Nazi. Corden and no, Chris Pratt would be yeah. the I think Chris Pratt would be the nut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, I don't think they would let... I don't think... Is it too on the nose? <laughs> I think he's... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think he's too bankable, right? Yeah. You need. I don't think the like... studio are going to want Chris Pratt playing a Nazi. No. Yeah, they probably I think, probably I think him. he's Leo and 
and James Corden is Bialystok. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like Scarlett Johansson would be the... Uh, would be Ula. Ula. Again, she wouldn't be awful. Like, no. she'd be fine. Because I think she can also sing. But yeah, she can. Yeah. Again, would just wouldn't work. Mm. No. And it's it's amazing how well cast this film is. Would they put Andy Samberg in Will Ferrell's role? Yes. Yes, no, definitely. That'd be, it. be Andy Samberg. This film's just good. Yeah. <laughs> it is just a good just film. Good. I just I had and a good time funny. with this. Like uh, like yeah, to begin with when they were first screaming at each other, I'm like I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this. But then just like <laughs> within like 5 minutes I'm like yeah, no, I'm I'm in. I even though it was like just over 2 hours long, it didn't feel it. It really does not really me. No, by. It, it goes like I paused it at one point and I was like, "Oh wow, it's it's been an hour." Yeah. yeah. I genuinely bad. think you can listen to you can watch 10 seconds of this movie and you know if you're going to love it or not. Yeah. 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 All you have to do is listen to 10 seconds of that overture. That bump 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 Yeah. And you and know whether it's for you or not. Or even like when it gets to the acting with screaming. Yeah. It, yeah. It's at that energy the entire isn't like opening energy and then it chills it out. Never no, it never stops. It never chills <laughs> out. It's that energy until betrayed. Yeah. Betrayed yeah. is the only right near the end of the film. It's the only time the show the film relaxes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even uh, if you've got to this point in the podcast and you haven't watched the movie yet, oh, you'd still go watch it. Go go. Watch yeah, we it. haven't spoiled it for you because yeah. nothing like nothing, nothing can prepare shocking. you for the <laughs> assault on your senses that is yeah. the producers. Yeah, in a good, in the best, in the possible best possible way, way. in a yeah. great way. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's two. We've had films where it's like we've turned it on and been like, oh god, it's two hours foot long. And I have that dropping horror when I turned it on because I was like, oh no, it's two hours long. And then I started watching. I was like, no, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm here for this to be two. I'm glad this is two hours yeah. long. Yeah. yeah, it's a surprisingly yeah. tight film for two and a half, two hours yeah. fifteen minutes, <laughs> and it feels it like it's edited at such a pace. So yeah. Ed- again, yeah, but the, the edit- shots linger. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's not frenetically edited. No, the the editing is at the same level as as a, as the the rest of it, which is a thousand percent. It's such a sharp cut to the next. Scene. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But there's not a lot of like crashes no, no. and really fast cutting you know they hold a shot for yeah. 20 30 seconds at a time yeah. and then the, crazy the, in today's world yeah yeah the only other time you get it sort of relax a bit is during the credits and then even then there was a post credit scene it's just all them going go home it's over yeah yeah, Mel, like, just, just, yeah. i think i think again it's the best way to make a musical film is yeah. with the same energy and style yeah. As the music, don't make it yeah. a film. Don't, don't make it. A don't film. make it a bunch of weird CGI people with cat buttholes. <laughs> make it a musical. But also, like, don't make it a film. Make it yeah. a musical. Yes. Just film it like it's a musical. Film. Yeah, exactly. like film all the songs like they're a musical, not like they're a music video. Yeah, like, I, how you make good musicals, and I wish people would do it more often. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like um, Hamilton. Example. Hamilton in this style would be great. Yes, as yeah, like yeah, a yeah. film with all the like intricate choreography, with like the non-musical bit. If there is no musical bits in a musical, film that like a normal film. Sure. Yeah, the but rest the musical of musical bits, you want it to look like a stage production, yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah. So that that's the best takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> so with that bit of great advice for people who are in Hollywood wanting to make Making musicals, musicals that are listening, I've yeah. been. <laughs> I've, if we do anything on this podcast, we give unneeded advice to people that know more than us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's what people who make movie podcasts do. And that's what I do professionally, <laughs> and I've been Michael. <laughs> <laughs>
And I've been Matt, the third bearded white man on this film. Uh, where where else can people find you, Matt? Uh, You can find me by Googling Matt's Music House. Uh, I stream on Twitch, uh, make music. I have a comedy music album on Spotify, which is better than that makes it sound. (laughs) (laughs) I also have a podcast called Pointless Reinvention uh, with my good friends Mac and Holly, who have both also been on this very podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Hilton Pod. That's at H I L T M Pod. Uh, we're on Discord as well. Uh, anywhere you get your podcast, leave us a review. Let us uh, and let us know what you think of the producers. Go go and watch it, and then let us know if you enjoyed it. The answer will probably be yes. Yeah. Yeah.